Thanks for joining me. All right, hey everybody, welcome back to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. I'm Sean Christopher Jenkins. If you haven't subscribed yet, you might want to do that. You might want to turn on the post notification. So click the bell so you know when I upload another video. But if you have been a part of Upload Past Crossroads or been seeing my social media pages, you know that I've been doing videos, a lot of videos, first of all, but like one of the series I went through was on the book of First Corinthians. Like I did Bible studies on the book of First Corinthians. I did uh, some uh, like separate videos talking about things that really touched me with First Corinthians. But one one place in First Corinthians that touched me a lot was First Corinthians 13, which is the love chapter. Everybody knows that chapter, but I didn't get to pour in and squeeze out and just give y'all everything I had for that text. So here goes a video, just you know, squeezing out a little bit, you know, wrangling the rag. A little bit that's left of you know First Corinthians thirteen. So I want to ask everybody a question: Like, do you know? Uh, do you know anybody that's a know-it-all, or are you a know-it-all? Like, do you feel like you know every single thing there is to know about the Bible? Like, one thing that grinds my gears is people who think they know for sure without a shadow of a doubt, like certain topics, like in Christianity. I mean, like they got full-fledged confidence, like a hundred percent, like. <laughs> Like people who just think that they know they got all the answers of life. Like they got it all figured out. They got everything panned out. They know the future, the end, and the beginning. Like they know all the history. They got they got all everything figured out, right? So people like that. So first Corinthians 13, Paul talks about that because there was people in Corinthian, in the Corinthian church, in the in the Corinth church, who thought that they had it all. And because they got saved and they had a certain spiritual gift, then they they just, you know, that's it. Like, you know, they that that's 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 the end. Like they got it all figured out. Like, I'm good. I'm I, I'm good at this place. I'm saved. I'm bound for the promised land. And Paul wanted to hit them with some certain things, but and that's what he hit them with with first Corinthians chapter one. So let's go ahead and go to it. I mean, yeah, with first Corinthians. Uh, so let's talk about first Corinthians chapter 13, verse 9, right? So that verse says. Paul says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I had to put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I am known. Mm -mm -mm. So that was like one of my favorite parts in the book of First Corinthians. Like that part in First Corinthians 13, like hit home. Like, <laughs> because I want you guys, I want to hit you guys with some facts real quick. You know, Paul, he was an apostle, right? He was an apostle. And he was caught up in heaven, right? He, he, he was given divine revelations that none of us has ever or probably will ever get, right? Because mind you, he wrote, the majority of the New Testament. Like, can you say you did that? Did you write the Bible? Did you have a, a place in, like, did you write the Bible at all? Are you an author of a book in the Bible? If you are, let me know. Like, Paul has a lot of ammunition to be boastful and be prideful about a lot of things. But even Paul said, I only know in part. Mm -mm -mm. Paul is humble. So one of the problems we have in this world, especially when it comes to some Christians, right? One problem is we have too many people who think that they know more than what they really do know, right? So just because you read the Bible, all of the Bible, doesn't mean you're a Bible expert, right? Just because you 
you have a degree of some, you know, from some Bible school, does that mean you have all the answers of life, right? I'm almost some people real quick. You know, even though you know Latin and Greek, right? You know, so you can read the Bible in other languages, right? It does not mean you understand the Bible, right? Just because you can read the Bible in other languages, you know, Hebrew, Latin, Greek, or whatever, the original Bible context, okay, all right. It does not mean you understand the Bible fully and completely, right? So it can help, but it does not guarantee understanding. And the Apostle Paul even knew this, right? The Apostle Paul knew all those languages, right? Yeah, he only he said he only knew in part. I want to hit you guys with another scripture verse. It's Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 12 through 14. Uh, Solomon writes this. He says, you know, I, the teacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. I applied my mind to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under the heavens. What a heavy burden God has laid on mankind, right? <laughs> I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless, a chasing after the wind. I said to myself, look, I have increased in wisdom more than anyone who has ruled over Jerusalem before. I have experienced much of wisdom and knowledge. Then I applied myself to the understanding of wisdom and also of madness and folly. But I learned that this, too, is a chasing after the wind. All right. So, guys, basically, you need to know uh, Solomon, he's the one. God asked him, Solomon, what, what do you want? I'll give you anything you want if you just ask. And Solomon said, you know what? I want God. I want wisdom. And that's what he received from God. And in his getting of wisdom, see, let me show you the difference between wisdom and knowledge, guys. With this picture, I posted this on uh, June 21st, 2020 on my uh, Instagram page, Trouble Don't Laugh. So you guys check out and follow my Instagram page. I got the dopest Instagram pages. So my underscore daily underscore Bible is one of my Instagram pages. And Trouble Don't Last is my other Instagram page. So on this post, I was talking about the difference between knowledge and wisdom. And that the difference is knowledge is like having all the pieces of a jigsaw puzzle, just having all the pieces of a puzzle, but it's not all connected. Wisdom is like having those pieces positioned in the right place. So it's taking all the pieces of the puzzle, all the, all the questions, all the things in life, right? All the applications and stuff and applying it and connecting it. And so you can see the bigger picture, right? That's what wisdom is. And so that's what a lot of us have knowledge. Like we get, we know a lot about the Bible. Okay. But how's your fruit? That's what Jesus said. You know, you, you shall know them by your, their fruit. That's how you know they're one of my children. Like you, you, they'll be practicing what they're preaching, right? They'll be They'll, they won't just be saying, you know, I love Jesus, you know, I'm a child of God. They, they don't just say it. They don't just talk about it, right? They actually be about it, right? They walk it like I talk it. Hey, like, like Migos. <laughs> anyway, let's keep on going. Like, they actually uh, are living like they say they are living. What I'm trying to say, like, Jesus is the master. He's the teacher. So the, the student will always be like the teacher. The, the, the servant will always be like the master. The the son will always be like the father. The daughter will always be like the father. All those things, right? So, like, if you really, if you really knew the scripture, right? If you really had understanding, not just knowledge, like understanding and wisdom of the scriptures, you will be experiencing it. And Solomon, he was, he was, he was experiencing it. Like, and that's his whole point was. He's like, 
just when it comes to knowledge, right? Just let's focus on knowledge. Like Solomon, <laughs> that's what he said. Like he said in the book of Ecclesiastes, I chased after all things. Like I, I chased after knowledge and I got all the knowledge in the world. And I saw that that wasn't enough. He said, I, I went to all the women in the world, right? Got all of them. I had all the cucumbines and wives you could think of. And that wasn't enough. He said, he said, he, he was saying he tried all these things in life and nothing satisfies, right? And so even when it came to knowledge, he said it didn't satisfy because what did knowledge do? What did wisdom do for Solomon, right? You think you know everything, you know it all? This is a video for you, right? Solomon said in verse 18 of Ecclesiastes chapter one, he said, for with much wisdom comes much sorrow. Mm -mm -mm. The more knowledge, the more grief. <laughs> so whether you have knowledge, all the knowledge in the world, whether you have all the wisdom in the world, it comes with a heavy burden, like he was saying in Ecclesiastes chapter one, the verse I just read, right? <laughs> he was saying that, you know, the more you know, the less you know, right? And the more you know, the less you understand, right? So people who say that they know it all, like when it comes to math, science, what, uh, physics, I don't care, what the Bible especially, like these people love to share their knowledge. They love to share what they know. like, And they just study so that they can win arguments. They just study so that, so that they can have more knowledge to make themselves feel more puffed up. They just read the Bible only for knowledge. They don't even read the Bible to have a relationship with Christ. And that's Paul's whole point. His whole point is we should be seeking Christ with our knowledge. That's wisdom, right? Why are you doing this? Why are you reading the Bible? Why are you in the scripture? Why are you seeking knowledge? Why are you, why are you trying to apply that knowledge so it can become wisdom, so you can be wise, right? Why are you trying to do that? The reason has to come back to love, like showing that you love God. Because a true child of God, if you love God, you would obey him. If you love me, keep my commandments. That's John 14, 15, right? So, guys, like the statement that uh, is true, right? The more we know, the better off we'll be, right? But also, the more you know, the more you figure out just how much you got to work on. Just how much, how flawed, how, how, uh, how flawed you are. How much of a sinner you are, right? So, like, knowledge is good, sure. Okay, like... You know, you know a lot of things. Okay, all right, we get it, <laughs> right? But like, be humble with your knowledge. That's what Solomon, the wisest person ever. That's what God said about Solomon. He was the wisest person ever. These aren't my words. This is in the Bible, right? So with Solomon being the wisest person on earth, he still stumbled. He still failed, right? Read the Bible, right? I'm not going to elaborate on that. So like, Right, but he was still humble with his knowledge that he had. So he was still humble with the wisdom he, that he had because he saw that with all his getting in knowledge is still limited here on this earth, which that's the whole point, guys. Like, the more you figure out just everything in life, right? But let's focus on the Bible. The more you figure out all the truths of the Bible and everything like that, right? Um, We figure out we are limited in what we know, right? And we only know what we know. And we only need to remain humble, right? We all need to remain humble. Why? Because humility accompanies wisdom. That's what we see through what Paul's talking about and what Solomon learned, right? So humility, what is humility? It's willingness to stay teachable, regardless of how much you already know. Now, how many people are teachable? See, that's the reason why I'm doing this video is because in the AME church, in the African Methodist Episcopal Church, like there's only one person. It's only one person. So it's not all the teachers and pastors that I've 
had to learn from in board examiners and stuff like that. There's only one person that's like real pompous, real arrogant, and have a haughty spirit. Like, oh man, she loves to share what she knows, and I know everything. Like, you know, like, I have all the answers to life. Like, you're stupid. Anything you say is dumb and stupid and retarded. Like, if you don't think what I think, like, how many people you know like that? So, this is the video for people like that, right? So, <laughs> so don't don't let that bug you. Guys, gonna humble them real quick, right? Because if you're humble, you will know that you don't know everything, which this is what Paul's talking about. We saw in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 9, Paul said, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. What does that mean? So according to 1 Corinthians 13, 9, that verse I just read, Paul describes our knowledge of God in his ways as incomplete, impartial. Oh, my goodness. He does it in multiple ways. We're going to tell this out, right? So Paul stated, thereby, we only know in part. That's what he's saying, right? So. But he was focusing in on with the Corinthian church when it comes to spiritual gifts. Like people thought that they have arrived. Like in the Corinthian church, when they got saved, they thought they have arrived and just, I'm good. Like I, I'm I'm at the highest peak possible because I'm saved, blood bought and everything. So I'm good here. I can just sit in the pew. There's some people like that. See, guys, that's the whole point. That's why it's so powerful to know the Bible, guys. Like not, that's what Solomon said even in, in the book of Ecclesiastes. In the book of Proverbs, he said, "There's there's nothing there's nothing new under the sun. Like everything that's going around in this time period has went around in past time periods as well. Nothing's new. And so the Corinthian, just like in a daytime period, there's some people that just go to church and that's all they do. They, they just go to church and that's it. They don't participate. They don't toil. They don't do anything for the Lord. They just go there to be takers, right? To be uh, what's it called? It's a, it's an animal, an insect, a leech. Yeah, they're just leeches. Like they just uh." dry out everything that they come everybody that they come around they take everything and suck all the energy to absorb all the goodness like take everything out like they just oh man they're takers man that's the best way to put it i need to do a video on that but let's keep on going so the spiritual gifts that that made the christian church like real pompous and arrogant like especially like they they made they made some spiritual gifts greater than what they the other ones like they thought if you had a certain spiritual gift a certain one that it makes you better than other people. So what's some of those? Like working miracles, like being able to raise the dead, you know, heal people of leprosy and stuff like that. So healing, that would be another big spiritual gift. Like even speaking like knowledge, uh, word of wisdom, prophecy, like people elevate that one too. Like, you know, like, so somebody that can preach and stuff like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah true child of God, man, right there. Like, you know, like, they were they were puffing up and making some spiritual gifts better than others. So if you had a certain spiritual gift, they would elevate you and say, "Man, you're you got you're off the chain, man. If you could speak in tongues, like that's the that's the biggest one, like that they said was the greatest. Like if you could speak in tongues, oh man, man, you're really saved. You really know God. But let me educate you guys real quick, man. Just because you have a spiritual gift does not does not mean that you know you're in a right relationship with God. Like you know, like just because you have like what people say is the greatest spiritual gift don't mean you're closer to god than somebody who just has faith right <laughs> there's somebody who can just interpret tongues like because that's some, somebody would think that's lesser than or discerning spirits like you know like those are considered lesser gifts to some people and they're not lesser they're still they're still valuable and still necessary right and that's paul's whole point right the use of spiritual gifts specifically the the uh, gifts of tongues, prophecy, and knowledge, just any of them, really, but specifically those, they only give a glimpse, you know, of what may be known of God, right? They only give a hint, a little taste 
of who God is, right? <laughs> Just any of the spiritual gifts, guys. So, like, what does that tell that what does that tell us? It tells us that there will never be a time in our lives when we can say, I know it all, or I have it all. Like I got it all figured out. So this is a video for all the knows know it alls, right? The title of this video is You have no good reason to be a know-it-all. You know you have no good reason to be haughty and pompous and arrogant and think, you know, I have all the knowledge in the world. So I'm the greatest. You're not. <laughs> you're... <laughs> I'm going to humble you guys real quick. You send this video to anybody you know that's like that. Please. There's even teachers, professors, preachers. There's people in leadership who think that they got it all figured out. They know everything. Send them this video, please. There is so much in the Bible that none of us yet knows completely. So much. And a good example is the book of Revelations <laughs> in the last two chapters of the Bible. It only gives a glimpse in Revelations 21 and 22. I did that on my YouTube channel, that series. In the last two chapters of the Bible, Revelations 21 and 22, it just gives a glimpse of the eternal state or what life will be like in the afterlife for believers. Like it shows the end, but it's not really the end. It's the beginning of the, of, of the of eternal life, right? And so there's so, basically I'm just trying to say there's so much we don't know about how everything's going to operate. But there's some people that think that they got, they know it all. They got it all figured out. They think that they know the answer, right? There's certain people that think that they know when Christ is going to come back. When the Bible says, no man knows, right? So the Bible teaches that our knowledge is fragmented, incomplete, imperfect, right? I'm going to say that again. All the arrogant people, all the arrogant people in the room, this is for you. The Bible teaches that our knowledge is fragmented, incomplete, imperfect, right? So knowledge and understanding has their limitations. This is what we learn just from what Paul is saying, right? You cannot know all that there is to know in this world. There are things we still do not know, still do not understand, and still have yet to discover, right? What's a good example? <laughs> I'll give you one. Like, did you guys know, I've been talking about on my YouTube channel, all right? Upload past crossroads. Make sure to subscribe. I also have a podcast, but anyways, let's get to it. It's upload past crossroads as well on my every podcast platform. But anyways, right? Did you guys know that 80% of the sea has yet to been discovered? 80%. So how many creatures in the sea do you think has yet to been discovered if 80% of the sea has yet to been discovered? Did you guys know that 95, so 92 to 95% of space has yet to been discovered? So people who say that there's no aliens, your knowledge is limited. You don't, you don't know. I don't know, right? There's no life outside of the earth. You don't know. 92 to 95% of space has yet to be discovered. You don't know. Are there alternate universes? I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just throwing some stuff out, guys. Like, nobody can say that they, especially if you're black, right? Let's talk about black people real quick. Do we know our history? Like, do we know where we come from? Yeah, Africa, but what else? Like, I don't know. Our knowledge, our understanding is limited. That's what God is speaking through creation. He's letting us know from the get-go just how life operates, just with those two things. Guys, <laughs> and he's speaking through creation, right? He's saying how everything operates, right? We don't have all the answers in life. That's what he's saying with creation. Our knowledge is limited. We don't understand everything. We have still have yet to discover everything. You think we discovered everything? What's the cure of cancer then? Why is everybody having cancer? Why are all these diseases? How can we cure Alzheimer's? Because you know in the book of Revelation 21 and 22 that we can eat from a tree. 
right? It, it, it's the tree of life. It, you guys look at it. Revelation 21, 22. Basically, you can eat from a tree. It, it says that it sustains us. It, it heals the nations. That's what it says. It heals the nations. It heals us. Where we need to be healed from? I know we need to be healed. What? We need to eat something that can heal all these diseases and stuff. So, guys, what am I trying to say? Our knowledge is not perfect. It is still limited. So everybody needs to humble themselves. Everybody that, that feels like a know-it-all, or you got it all figured out, or I got it all, I know it all, man. You know, you don't you don't have it all, man. You don't know it all. Like none of us do, right? We all still got room to work. <laughs> and so Paul again was talking about spiritual gifts, like with this passage. Like in 1 Corinthians 13 and 1 Corinthians 12, he was focusing in on spiritual gifts, right? So, man, somebody said something real powerful. He said, we don't need to know, just need to know him. Amen. Like, that's, that's, that's what it is. Like, that's Paul's whole point. Focus on love. Love is God. That's First Corinthians 13. He's just talking about, I'm going to end the video. I'm done talking. In First Corinthians 13, Paul said, love is the most important thing. In the Bible, it says that God is love, right? It says that love comes from God. And if you love your neighbor, you know God. If you don't love your neighbor, you don't know God. So if you're patient and kind and, and you're not haughty and you're not boastful and you don't seek your own, uh, you don't seek what you want in situations. You seek what's better for your neighbor and you love your neighbor. If you put people above you, right, <laughs> instead of seeking what you want only, right, in life, if you serve other people, you love them. You know the Lord, right? So we don't need to know all those things. That's Paul's whole point. When it comes to spiritual gifts, yeah, they have their place. The great faith, prophecy, you know, speaking in tongues, word of wisdom, knowledge, faith, uh, prophecy, all those things are great. Okay, you got it. But what's the most important thing? The gift that's going to last the most is love. The gift that's most important is love. Your relationship with God is most important. Love, right? <laughs> How you treat your neighbor reflects if you know God or not right? Love. Like, do you have a haughty spirit? You act like you know it all. You act like you have it all figured out. You don't know God. <laughs> you have yet to discover wisdom, the wisdom of God, which is none of us have it all figured out. We are all sinners, right? Like, I really, I, here's a question, guys. What was the question I was going to ask? I think I asked it already, but let's see. The question was basically for this video is like, when it comes to this life, do you think, you, do you think, oh dear, that's the question. Do you think you have to go to heaven? In order to go to heaven, do you think you need to know it all? In order to see God face to face, do you think you need to have it all figured out? To be saved, in order to get to heaven. There's some Christians who feel like that. They feel like they got to have, they feel like they know everything. Like, that's that's the humility. That's why Jesus said, many, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, give me not prophesy in your name. Give me not cast out demons in your name. Give me not do all these things for you. And Jesus is going to say, depart from me, for you do not know me. Because that's the whole point. Do you know him? Do you love? Love is the only gift that's going to last. Love is the most important gift. It's the better way. That's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, 31, right? It's the most important thing, right? Not knowledge, not prophecy, not speaking in tongues, not interpreting tongues. Those things have their place, but it doesn't have the most important place. The first two commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, 
Second commandment is love your neighbor as you love yourself. Right? On these two commandments, hang all the laws and prophets. Man, let's end this video, man. There's so, there's so much more to say. Maybe I'm just going to say it, man. Let's get it all out, right? So when it comes to spiritual gifts, you know, we, we do not know everything. This person is really common. Man, you got, we got to talk, man. This guy is crazy, but this guy is off the chain. He says the human race is being painted on a canvas, and in the end, it will be a masterpiece. Amen. Then he said, with him, everything will fall into place. Like, this guy's tearing it up, man. You guys got to follow him. His name on Instagram, right, is CJBLDBA1115, right? That, that guy, man, we got to talk, man. Just send me a DM after this video, please, man. Don't forget about me. Right, the guy, the guy's killing it, man. Like, he's just firing me up, right? All right, so when it comes to spiritual gifts, let's talk about that, right? Because that's the whole point in First Corinthians 12 and 13. Like, the whole point Paul is saying is we don't know everything, we can't envision everything, or have a prophecy of future events that is complete and understandable, right? So we don't have full knowledge of God's purposes or plans. He has revealed the master plan, but not all of the details. Do you know when Jesus is coming back? Do you know what you specifically will be doing in heaven? You specifically for all of eternity. And I mean to the T, like you know everything right now. Like, <laughs> and even right now, do you, are you, <laughs> this is the greatest question ever. I always ask it in my head. Are you in the exact place where God wants you to be right now? Like, are you fully in line with God's will? And have you always been, right? Have you always been completely and utterly in line with God's purposes and will? Like, are you in the highest possible place that you could possibly be in right now? Just like Jesus, like Jesus knew where to go, who to go to. He, did, he didn't work from when he was 30 to 33, right? All he did was do, did ministry. So how did he know to go to that innkeeper? How did he know to go to Zacchaeus? How did he know? And then not just how did he know, how did he know to interact with who he interacted with at a certain time and place? And it was perfect, right? Because he was aligned with God's will. Are you doing the same thing? Like, and are you doing it perfectly? You're not missing anything. And if you say you are, oh my gosh, you're, like, you're so pompous and arrogant. Like you're, you're what's wrong with this world. You're the reason why Christians look bad in this world because you think you have it all figured out and you know it all like God does. Are you kidding me? God's the only one who knows it all. Right. So you have no good reason to be a know it all. That's the title of today's video. Right. <laughs> so like with science, man, even basketball, football, like our knowledge is limited. Like with space, health, diseases. I already talked about that earlier. When will you die? Like our knowledge is limited, guys. So sometimes we think we know it all until reality hits us in the face. <laughs> and We realize we don't. So some people need to be hit with reality. So, oh, man, God's going to really hit you, man, because. These verses that Paul's talking about in 1 Corinthians 13, verses 9 through 12, he's saying, he's falling, he's falling on the idea from Paul that the spiritual gifts we have in this life are temporary and only partial and foggy, tiny windows peeking into the divine. So 1 Corinthians 13, 10 says, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part will be done away. So the perfect one is Jesus, right? It's God. It's when he reigns and comes down and we see him face to face. Like that's when everything will make sense. That's when all the spiritual gifts will go away. That's what it's talking about. Like, so the perfect one is coming for believers and those fragmented gifts will go away. So those gifts that we have right now are all limited. I already told you what the spiritual gifts are. I'm not saying it again. 
but the only one that's not fragmented is love, right? But it kind of is still limited here because you pick and choose right now who you will love. But in when Jesus reigns, when he comes back, you're not going to pick and choose. It's just going to be love always 24-7 because he's reigning with us, and that's the world order, right? So, yeah, man, so the other gifts will be discontinued, discontinued when this perfect one comes. He removes the need for the partial and the incomplete view. So we're about to share this up, guys. So basically I'm trying to say is, you know, there's a limitation when it comes to our knowledge with God. Obviously, do you know everything there is to know about God? You know, it says in the book of Revelations, there's names about God that has yet, that's haven't even, that we haven't even become familiar with because we are not ready for them yet. You know, there's things about God that he hasn't shown us that we are not ready to know and understand. So if somebody says they know everything they there, there is to know about God, wow. Like, why do you think, why do you think we're going to be in heaven for eternity? Because there's so much to learn about God. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> so we cannot possibly know all that there is to know about God. What little we know, we know because God has shown us. God is bigger, though. He's bigger than what we know him to be and who we think him to be, right? We haven't discovered all that there is to know about God. That's how good God is, guys. Like, there's so much more to learn about God. That even if you even if you think you know a lot, like I feel like I know a lot, but guys, like, first of all, if I can't preach on a dime without an outline, and I mean like perfectly, like God speaks through me, and it's the perfect message, like, and it's flawless, like, and, and I I can walk away and be like, man, that 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 was crazy, like the spirit really moved, like right now I don't even get that right now, like this video sucks to me, right? It's partial, it's limited right? It's not perfect at all. Like, it's 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 disorder in it, right? It's not like, it's not like the video before this. Y'all gotta watch the video before this. That was, that was the best video I ever did. Right? It's the best video I ever did. It's the video called, uh, let me, let me share my screen so you guys can see it. Uh um, yeah, give me a minute, guys. That, that video, I got, I want you guys to really understand, man. Like, that video was like, God was talking through me the whole time. And that's never happened to me before. Like it happened before, but like, not like that. Like that was crazy. So the video's titled, you know, God cares for bugs. Obviously he cares for you. Right. So make sure to check out that video on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. It's right here. The very last video I did, like, like <laughs> God literally was talking through me like crazy. It's that video right here. All right. So you guys get it. Let me keep on going, man. Let's finish out this video because I'm sweating. Like I, I gave everything I had for to you guys man, today. Like I'm hot. I was trying to take off the suit. like So, all right. So it talks about a dim mirror in this text in 1 Corinthians 13, uh, 9 through 12. In 1 Corinthians 13, 9, Paul also describes this partial knowledge of God as seeing a reflection in a dim mirror. So he said in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 9, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect has come, then that which is in part shall be done away, right? So, all right. So, and then verse 12, it talks about the mirror. So I said that wrong. But anyways, you guys get it. So probably Paul had in mind the Corinthians famous bronze mirrors, right? So I talked about that on my YouTube channel, just like with the bronze laser with the tabernacle, like the priest could see the uh, themselves through the, through the mirror, through the bronze mirror right before they entered the tabernacle. They had to wash themselves in a the mirror. That's what we got to do. The Bible is a mirror. It's a reflection and it's showing us 
our deficiencies, our imperfections, our flaws, and how we need to, to, to get rid of them, right? So we can be in the perfect image, the perfect light that the world needs so that they can see the message that God wants them to see. You guys get what I'm saying, man. So like, yeah, so those bronze mirrors in Corinth were awful. Like, they were disfigured. Let me show you what they look like, man. If, if, you're, shot, if you're seeing it on my YouTube channel, you can see it up with Pastor Crossroads. Also, also my Facebook and LinkedIn page, I'm sharing my screen as well. Sean Christopher Jenkins. All right, so here goes a, a, what a mirror looks like. Like, look how awful this looks. Like, this, you can't even see, but obviously they're older, but still, it basically was the same way. Like, it basically looked like this. Like, I describe it like this all the time. When Paul talks about we see through a glass darkly, dimly, like uh, we can't even see our reflection in the mirror. Like it's like looking in the dark, like Paul's saying that. So it's like being, um, yeah, you guys see the picture. So I'm going to stop sharing my screen. Um, it's like, I always describe it like this. When I was in elementary school, we had these desks that had like metal parts uh, on the, you know, holding up the desk. Like, so we can put our books on it and stuff and write. And so the metal parts, I would always look at the, my reflection, and it was so disfigured. It was so disproportional. Like, I can't even see myself. Like, if I saw, if, if I wanted to see if I had a zit or something on my face, I can't even see myself because it's so disfigured, right? That's a turn of man. All right. So that's that. So we can't see ourselves, right? We, we, we can't see our imperf imperfections in the reflection, right? So. We're, we are looking at spiritual things through a blurry telescope, technically, and wholly inadequate mi microscopes. So we have not even begun to fathom the depth of the knowledge that we will that will be instantly apparent to us when we are with the perfect one, right? So, like I said, for we see through a glass darkly. That's verse twelve. In verse 11, it said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. So here, here it goes, guys. Now it's building up. So our life here on earth in many ways is like a child because our understanding is limited. The glass or the mirror we look through is dark, right? So as a kid, did you know how many bills you would have as an adult? As a kid, did you know how hard it would be to get married? As a kid, like how much money it would cost? Like for some people, you got money in the world. But did you know how easy it is to lose money and how expensive it is to take care of kids and pay for school and stuff like that? Like, I don't even have knowledge of that, right? I don't even have knowledge of a mortgage yet. But even all those things, like taxes, oh my gosh, who has all the knowledge in the world about taxes? Because taxes always change in every state, every year, right? Nobody has all the knowledge, like all the answers of life. So like, as a child, I spoke as a child, I acted like a child, I thought as a child, because I was a child. But when I became a man, I had to put away childish things. So, like, in this world, no matter how old you are, you're always a child. You don't know everything. A 90-year-old don't know what God knows, right? There's some things you believe that's a lie. That's not true, right? I'm sorry to tell Christians, like, I'm sorry to bust your bubble. There's some things you believe about God that are wrong. And I think that's for every believer. Like, we all have, we all have work to do. We all have stuff we need to work on. We all are still learning and evolving, right? You don't know everything, right? So to say that you know everything that there is about, to say that you know everything and everything you know is right, oh my goodness, you sound like Satan. You really do. And that's what Paul's talking about, guys. Like, so he's like, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna use an analogy with you guys. He said, we see through a glass darkly. Have you ever tried to look at yourself in the dark? <laughs> in the, have you ever tried to look at yourself in a mirror in the dark? That's what I'm trying to say. You, it's, you can't see nothing. 
And that's what Paul's saying. Like, you don't know anything. You can't see anything. Everything's impartial and probably wrong, right? Everybody, your opinion, your, the, your perspective on things, you know, your viewpoints. Let's talk about politics real quick. Like, your views on politics? Are you kidding me? We see through a glass darkly definitely with politics because both sides are corrupt. I'm Republican. I'm Democrat. We're right. <laughs> what? You see through a glass darkly if you think politics work. Like, come on, man. Like, try to look through a dark mirror, right? To try to comb your hair, to put on makeup, to shave. Imagine if you had to go get a haircut. It's dark. And they try to use a mirror. It wouldn't even help. Your head, head would be effed up. Try popping a zit. You can't even see zits in the dark, right? And then here goes a real powerful one. Like, have a dentist try to fix your cavities. You know how they use like that mirror and they put it in your mouth to see the back of your mouth? Imagine if they use a Corinthian mirror like that I showed you guys that that's a bronze mirror that's disproportional and disfigured. Like that's the type of mirrors that they had. They didn't have mirrors like we got, right? So imagine if they try to do your teeth like that. Like, yeah, you wouldn't have no teeth, man. So, like, <laughs> so um, yeah, you guys get it, man. Like in this life, we only see a partial image. Why do we look in the mirror? So we can see the mirror reflects our own image back to us, right? And as of right now in this world, all of our perspectives in this life, what we think our image is and the image of others and the image of this life and God is all disproportional. It's all partial. And, and here goes a real powerful point, guys. We really don't see ourselves as we really are, right? We don't see our hearts, because who can understand the heart, right? God sees our, our image inside and out. So he knows the heart, right? As it really is. He knows us fully and sees our hearts as they really are. So our understanding of, of God and of the people of God around us and ourselves even is also darkened. So if you think you know everything, if you feel like you're a know-it-all, guys, what does this text tell you? You don't, you don't, you don't know anything, right? You don't, you don't know, you don't know spit. If you think you got it all figured out, I'm here to humble you, man. So, like, First uh, Corinthians thirteen twelve, and this part is so powerful. Right? So it says, "For we now see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then, but then, shall I know even as I am also known? So after the coming of Christ, when the church is fully mature, as He is, right?" We will see God face to face, knowing God in person instead of through partial revelations. That's what we have right now. We only have partial, partial revelations. All of us, there's no person on earth that has the complete revelation of God. And they know it all. None of us. Only Jesus does. Only God does. Not even an angel. <laughs> they don't even know that much. <laughs> wow, we got to humble ourselves, man. So Paul adds, we will know God in his ways then as he knows us now. So somebody else says, yeah, you'd come out looking like Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, what else I want to go? So what's the application, guys? The life application, man. Like this is what we need to apply based on Paul's text and this message, man. So go to God in humility. And be hungry to learn from his words because there's always something to learn, right? And be open-minded into learning what you, 
learning your deficiencies and your imperfections. Like not everything you know is perfect, perfect about God. So challenge that. Challenge what you know and be humble about it, right? Be humble about what you know, right? Challenge yourself and really make sure what you know is right. That's what the that's what the Christian life is all about. The Bible's a mirror. It's trying to get you ready to meet your maker. It's trying to get you in line with God's will to make sure that you are fully equipped and fully in his will, aligned in his will so that you can reap the benefits of that, right? So the second application is we need to be smart enough to admit along with Apostle Paul that we don't know it all. We are still learning and we don't know everything, right? So uh, it is it's not, <laughs> here goes some lies like people think. Some people think it's a sin <laughs> to not know everything, right? It's a sin. That's that's oh my gosh, like these are just lies that Christians put in their head and stuff. Like, if you don't know that, you're not saved. Like, if you don't know, that's no basic. Like, if you don't have that answer, you, you, you're not saved. <laughs> I know y'all know believers like that, man. So, like, man, stop, man. It is, it is not a sin to know, to know, it's not a sin to not know everything, right? You guys get what I'm saying, man. Like, we gotta humble ourselves, man, for real. And we should not feel like we must have the answer to every question because God even said that there are some things that are secret in this world. They're, they're called mysteries of God, right? Do you know all the mysteries of God? It's, it's a mystery. What's a mystery? A mystery is something you don't know. You have to discover. And you think God gave all his hand? Well, he has not. He's too good. Oh, stop playing, man. And I'm going to go ahead and hit you guys with this one. God also indicates that there are things in his word that we will only see if we search diligently and work at it like we are digging for silver. He said that in Proverbs chapter two, verse one through seven. So y'all guys check that out. But like, even if you dig all the scriptures and that's all you did, 24 seven, like if you told more than any man ever exists in discovering all the mysteries of God and searching for all the answers of life, right? Even then, you don't you you won't figure it all out. <laughs> Spoiler alert, you, you you won't know it all. Jesus even said in John uh 13, 7. I've been I reference this in my YouTube channel all the time, Upload Fast Crossroads. Make sure, make sure to subscribe and click the bell to turn on the notes for the post uh click the bell to turn on the post notification so you know when I upload another video. All right, but anyways, in John 13, verse 7, Jesus said, uh, and he replied, You do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. Like this is one of the promises of God, basically. Like, there's something in life you just won't know. You just won't have it figured out, right? That's life. And I tell you guys all the time, I hit you guys with it again. I want to, I want to hone it in, just in case you didn't hear it. Here you go, right? So uh, did you know that 80% of the sea has yet to been discovered? And then 92 to 95% of space has yet to be discovered. So God speaks through creation. What he's saying through creation, through that alone, that's something. Did you know? Did you guys know if that means if eighty percent of the sea has yet to be discovered, how many how many sea creatures do you think we don't know? How many creatures in this world exist that human beings don't know? How many? If ninety two to ninety five percent of space has yet to be discovered, how much of space do you think we actually know? How much is out there that we don't know? That's life. Like God speaking through creation in this world, this world order, we're not going to have it all figured out. Will we know more over time? Maybe, but it's not going to be 100%. <laughs> you can get that out the door. It probably won't even be 50. But like, you know what I mean? So, like, guys, like, 
all we can do is trust God, right? He has all the answers in life. So although we don't know everything, God does, and we can trust him to help us. So in the afterlife, we will know more. But even then, we won't know it all. There's still much more to learn because we're not God. God knows it all. He's the only one who knows it all. So that's why we put our faith and our trust in him, right? It's his world. We're just living in it, right? He's the center of the universe, not us. So that's the video, guys. I'm pretty that you guys enjoyed it, all right? And I, I wanted this video to be short, but not with this. I don't, I don't think I'll... There's no way that this video is going to be short. I knew it when I read through my outline. But anyways, here goes my YouTube, my uh, social media pages. So like I've been saying, my YouTube and podcast is Upload Past Crossroads. I'm on every podcast platform you could think of. And I got to read what this guy said. CJ VLDBA1115. Y'all got to follow him, man. He said those yet to be discovered need to gobble some of these puffed up people up. JK, (laughs) puffed up creatures. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, man. So, like, yeah. And Nomics, man, I see you, man, on YouTube, man. God bless you, bro. Thanks for all the uh, comments, man. You rock, man. So, uh, yeah, but here goes my social media pages, man. My Facebook and, and LinkedIn page is Sean Christopher Jenkins, S-E-A-N, Sean. And my Twitter, Snap, Instagram, TikTok, Trouble Don't Last. My other Instagram, Instagram page is mine, underscore daily, underscore Bible. And then my Tumblr page is Trouble Don't Last, number one. All right, and I pray you guys enjoyed this video. I have a, a series, a playlist on my YouTube channel uh, on the book of 1 Corinthians 13, and on the book of 1 Corinthians. So y'all guys check out that playlist. I'm not going to share it. You guys got it. You guys rock. It'll be on my added cards on the screen and my end screen. So pray you guys enjoyed this video. Uh, I'll see you next week sometime, preferably a lot, so I can do a lot of videos, a lot more. I'm trying to get a lot more out there, guys. But God bless you. Thanks for tuning in so much. Thanks for all your support. I don't know who's been watching my channel, but y'all been watching it, and I'm getting close to being monetized. I'll show you guys one day real soon, like how close I am. But you please keep on sharing the page, man. Keep on telling people about Upward Pass Crossroads and my social media pages. Keep on following them, telling other people about my pages, man, because they're, they're it's going bollocks, man. And I'm going to keep on toiling. I'm going to keep on doing the work, man. I'm going to keep on just, just squeezing out everything I can in life and, and everything I can from God's word and all my all the potential and all my resources, I'm going to squeeze it all out and wrangle it so I can give you guys all the blessings that God's given me through just being obedient and doing what he called me to do. You guys get it, right? But all right, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out.